0: who are doing big things, learn new skills, and most importantly, give you actionable steps to make a difference today. Let's go. Hey, 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 this is Kat. It is January 27th. Uh, one day after not even 24 hours after um there was a plane crash that killed Kobe Bryant and a total of 9 people in Calabasas and it it hurts to have to record this and i wasn't planning on doing a an episode on grief really for a while but um but i think it is important because us, as social workers, are really in a unique position when something, when something big happens, like a death of, of people in our community. And it's important that we, as social workers, are supported during this time, and it's important that we also are able to be present for our clients, who are also going to be grieving as well. And I, I was hesitant about recording this episode because I wasn't, I'm not even really a basketball fan. I don't follow the Lakers. I know of Kobe, I mean, everyone has to know of Kobe Bryant. He was just such an amazing, not just basketball star, I mean, he was one of the greatest of all times. Uh, But he was just an amazing person, and I I knew him for his work as an author. I know that he did some advocacy work for the homeless population in L.A., and he was just an overall, you know, great person. I I respected his grit, his perseverance, his work ethic, everything, and I grew up watching him. A lot of people in my school, you know, they grew up and they – he was a hero, and um, I found out, I feel like when, when I found out about uh, the plane crash, it's going to be one of those moments that I kind of just remember forever. So I was driving with my husband in the car, and he gets a phone call yesterday from his brother, who doesn't live in California, but his brother said, "Hey man, I'm, I'm so sorry. I heard about Kobe that he died." And we we're like, "What?" You know, it was it was about ten o'clock, and we oh, okay, it's probably eleven. It's probably eleven o'clock, and we thought. It was like fake news. I mean, we hadn't heard nothing of it and we didn't believe it. We didn't want to believe it. We didn't want to think about it. And, um, you know, sure enough, sure enough, it was real. And yesterday we were just in shock, as I know a lot of people are. It's the first stage of the grief process and so now you know just kind of picking up from here and and i felt i don't know if i felt guilty or i felt some sort of way feeling because i felt so sad and i was thinking you know oh, gosh god like you didn't even know you know i didn't know him you know you didn't i didn't follow his his games i didn't watch the Lakers games but I still just felt so sad and that sadness came from thinking of all the people that do love him and that will be experiencing his loss and you know I'm, I'm in Southern California. He was a local hero and come to find out his kids lived in the same county. I mean, they went to Newport in Orange County, Newport Beach High School and or that's not the name of the high school, but it's a high school in Newport Beach. And the the other people also lived in Orange County and, you know, neighboring cities and they worked at a lot of places that I have been to and, you know, it just really hit home on multiple levels just losing one a hero and to losing someone in my own community, nine people in total and I think as we grieve it's important to give names to to everybody, of course and then on top of that uh, there was children in the helicopter so in case you're not familiar with what happened his Nine people got into this helicopter. They deported, departed from John Wayne Airport, which is in Orange County, and around nine o'clock. And they were going to the Mamba Institute in in Thousand Oaks, where Kobe Bryant was scheduled to to have a game up there, and his daughter was um, going to play, and the assistant coach was on the the helicopter as well. And around 9.47 a.m., the 911 call came in about a helicopter crash. And it was extremely foggy yesterday, very foggy, which they think is the cause or the reason of why the crash happened in the first place. And so there was nine people on board Gianna Bryant, she was 13, and that was his, Kobe's daughter, and she's just known as being just a spectacular, spectacular soul, an amazing basketball player. Um, the other person, the next person was, was actually a family of three, John Alto Bolelli Carey Alto Bolelli and Alyssa, and I'm sorry if I pronounced their name wrong, but <clears throat> um, they were on board the helicopter, and they played on the same club team as Gianna, and John Altobele was actually the, the longest tenured baseball coach at Orange Coast College here in Orange County, and very successful in his community. The other one another person was Christina Mosser. And again, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing her name, but she was the top assistant coach coach of the Mamba girls basketball team. And the other person was Era Zobaya. And he was the private pilot for Kobe. And this wasn't their first flight. He was very experienced, and so it was just just very tragic. And I think it's important too because you know a lot of times there's there's tons of information on on grief and how we process it and and why we feel the way we do, which I'll go over a little bit about that right now because it is important to have. Just a general understanding of of why we grieve celebrities because we don't we don't oftentimes we don't really know them. We've seen them, but we see them so much, and we know so much about them that even though we don't know them, we know them. We identify with them. We look up to them their inspiration in our lives. We just know so much about their life. We know that he had four children and a wife. And a lot of times we feel connected to them and we can relate and identify and just like I identify with with his wife. I haven't lost my husband, but you know, I can I can only imagine what his wife is feeling and going through right now with losing a child and losing her husband as well. And also having to cope with with the paparazzi and all these people trying to get up in her business and people sending her messages and going to her house and it just adds an extra layer of stress. And so another thing is too that we we reminisce on how they were there to comfort us, maybe during some hard times. I know specifically uh, for Kobe Bryant, he was probably there for a lot of kids and a lot of people, a lot of adults when they're going through some hard times. They're just like, man, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna watch a basketball game and see Kobe. He's my man. Like he, and he brings joy and he gets them out of that reality for even just you know a couple moments but but it helps and it helps us cope and and two we form memories with that so we have memories of being with our friends and our family and going to the Lakers game and watching it on tv and and that that's hard too just just thinking about how there won't be any new memories and I know that he retired from basketball but he was doing big things he had some business things going I know that he wrote a children's book and he was a really strong advocate so we're also losing the hope that there was and the future that we had planned on Um, and now that possibility is gone and so there's that loss as well. Additionally, it's so hard because we see it everywhere. So losing a public figure, that's it's everywhere. You turn on the radio, they're talking about it. You turn on the news, they're talking about it. The Staples Center was filled with people, hundreds of people yesterday, and there's probably a gigantic memorial for him and just everywhere you go, you see it, and so it's hard to to kind of get away, and this constant exposure can make it really overwhelming and hard to get through some tough emotions. And also too, at the same time, we we really have to be there for other people, because a lot of us, a lot of social workers, we work in schools. We do therapy. We work with a lot of youth. There's, you know, they're going to call us as the school counselors or as a therapist to help people process their grief. And that can be really hard when we are also grieving ourselves. And with that, It is important to be aware of our own emotions and how they may or may not be impacting our efficiency and the work that we're doing and the services that we are providing. But I just want you to know that it's normal to feel emotions after death. You're gonna feel, you know, it's normal to feel a whole range of emotions People, you know, like I mentioned, I felt shock, but some people can feel shock, numb. You might have difficulty believing that the person has passed away. People may, you know, us or the people that we work with or clients, they may also be feel fatig- fatigue, have trouble sleeping. Uh, some difficulty eating or appetite changes that results in weight loss or weight gain. There's it's often to see a lot of anger or resentment. Other times, people feel sad, lonely, despair over the loss, very tearful and emotional. And that's extremely normal. And sometimes they may not, emotions may come in other ways, such as maybe an upset stomach, being irritable, headaches, or migraines. A lot of times, when children are grieving, they, you know, we say that they have, you know, behavior changes or, um, they start acting out more because they don't have the emotions or the words to identify their emotions. And so that grief and that hurt and pain is exhibited through through acting out. So there's a couple things that you can do to, to kind of make yourself feel better. Um, it does take time. And there is no time limit on grief. It's different for everybody because everyone had their own relationship with, with Kobe or with the person that they've lost. But, you know, some things that you can do is, one, just stop watching the news coverage. Try not to listen to the radio if you feel like you're getting overwhelmed. Celebrities, and especially Kobe Bryant, he... I mean, he gosh, he was, like, larger than life. He had so many things going for him still, even after basketball. And he just seemed invincible. And so if you do start to feel overwhelmed, just try to turn off the news. Take a break from it. It can be helpful to see and hear other people's stories and and hear – The reminiscing and reminisce, you know, about your own stories and your own experiences. That can be very therapeutic as well. Also, uh, remember that his impact on your life is still with you, even though he's not here on earth anymore. So, all of the memories that you have, all of the things you might have learned from him, those are still with you. And those will forever be a part of you, even though he's not here anymore. And it is important to to take some time for ourselves to be able to mourn. Everyone processes grief in different ways. And it's okay to kind of take a time out. If you can take a mental health day or hour, you know, do that. And even connect with other fans and people who who were equally inspired um, to just share in, in that experiences. And also be aware that sometimes our reaction to a celebrity death may tie into our own mourning for other people that we may have lost. So I was listening to the radio, and on the way here they were talking about Nipsey Hussle and how it kind of brings back memories of when he died and his legacy and it can also trigger emotions of other people who maybe they were a Kobe fan, maybe um, maybe other people in our lives who we've lost and one grief can trigger other griefs as well also too it's important to just try to maintain your regular routine if you can um, patterns often provide you know a sense of security for us and comfort so and a way of of escaping because you know we're at work we're probably not watching the news we're probably not listening to the radios and we have to focus on on other people and and how can we be present to be of service to other people when they really need us. And also to, you know, seek help if it becomes too much. So it's natural to feel sad um, for a little bit, but if you notice that it's kind of taking a long, long time and you feel like it's impacting your life and the way that you function, it can really help to talk to a mental health professional who specializes in grief, or a counselor, or your pastor. Oops, sorry, you all heard my phone ringing. Don't people know I'm recording a podcast and you can't be interrupting me? I'm just kidding. But seriously, I hope that this is helpful for you. And just know that, you know, whatever you're going through, it's normal. Reach out for support, people to talk to, your friends, family, pastor, you know, whoever it is that that you can for more comfort and guidance. Additionally, if you feel like the grief that you're experiencing might be impacting the service that you're providing for your clients, make sure that you are recognize that, that you talk to somebody about that, that you get supervision or you're able to talk to somebody who can really be a support for you. And if needed, then find somebody else to fill that role because you need help just like our clients need help. And it's not fair for them when they're coming to you for a service to then have to provide you therapy when you should be the therapist and you know on that same note I think there is you know we always were taught in grad school you know have clear boundaries do not self-disclose it's hard though because if you have no self-disclosure and you come off as a non-emotional robot then that's not that's going to be very difficult to build rapport with people and to have people trust you as a person. So I think that showing some emotions, and I know that working in hospice, I've gotten tearful. I've been very sad losing people, but just recognizing that it's not about me, it's about them. So it's okay if I show emotion, but just make sure that it doesn't turn into my therapy session. So, And I think with that, it just shows our clients that we are human, that we do actually care, and we can empathize with what they're feeling and know a little bit about where they're coming from because we feel sad, too. We feel the hurt, too, and and we're going through a loss as well, even though it's going to be different than theirs. So I just wanted to end uh with the mamba mentality and i just love it. I i admit i had to look it up today because i had heard about it but i never really i never really knew what it was. Like i knew people who were like, "Oh yeah, they call him the mamba" and he had the the mamba basketball school and i knew this girl who her nickname was mamba and i just really never did any research into it, but it's it's basically the the mamba mentality is we don't quit. We don't cower, we don't run. We endure and conquer. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Find the silver lining and get to work with the same belief, the same drive and same conviction as ever. Mamba out. So, I'm going to leave you on that he has done a lot of great things and his memory will live on and his inspiration will live on and i'm i'm done i'm out